Different match, same result for Tottenham Hotspur as they fall to Manchester United on Sunday, 3-1. to one. Michael Ramirez here with Jacob Walraven. Hey. Another episode of the United Spurs of America podcast. Welcome back, everyone. And Jacob, uh, like I already touched on, 3-1 loss to Manchester United for Tottenham Hotspur. And it's it's just disappointing, man. It's frustrating, disappointing. It's sad. Uh, I have a bitter taste in my mouth. I'm sure you do, too. But um, initial thoughts on the match, man. Big game and, uh, in my opinion, big chance thrown away at a, a very, very quality win. Um, well, for me personally, I feel like we say this every week, uh, disappointed to say the least. Um, for me, uh, I thought we had a pretty decent first half. Um, there was the controversial VAR call um, with the eye poke of Hyungmin Son. And, um, you know, that was fortunate to go our way. People have differing opinions on that. And I think that's fine. I think anyone, if that's their team, they're going to say it's not. But you watch that game, there were a lot of ticky tacky fouls. And, um, but then we go on to get the goal. We, you know, go into the half uh, up one nil. I'm thinking, okay, Eric Dyer hasn't been too bad at this point. Um, you know, and then I just think uh, we showed our true colors. We showed our true colors there at the end. And it's very unfortunate. Uh, it's, it's quite bad. I think I have here. I saw, I saw, uh, I don't know if it's NBC or sky sports tweeted it out that 18 drop points when we're in the lead. 18 yep. drop points when we're in the league. I'm going to say that a third time. 18, one eight drop points when we're in the lead. So if we would have just maintained lead and, you know. Actually finished out matches. Oh, we'd be up there fighting M Manchester United and City for top spot. And and it's it's highly unfortunate. Um, I, already, I already mentioned it, man, but it's a different game. And like you already touched on it, 18 points dropped from, from leading positions in the Premier League this season. Different match, same result, man. Different uh, game, one same up. pain. Yeah, for real. First half, oh my God. What what a first half from Tottenham. From really the get-go, man. Spurs really had control of that game. If I felt like we were in, in United's half for, for most of the first half, those first 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Obviously, um, Hinman Son scores the, the opener for Tottenham in the – and what late in the first half, mid midway through the first half, and ah, oh, it's all for naught at the end of the day. Um, another one nil lead blown. We decided to sit back in the second half and invite pressure into our own half. I still don't understand why we do this to ourselves, man. I, it's you've already mentioned that it's it's unfortunate, it's disappointing. It's I'm just fed up with it. Eighteen points, you said. 18 points dropped in, in, in winning positions. When we've in been Premier in the League. lead, we've dropped 18 points. Now I don't know how that exactly ties into uh, wins losses, but as far as I'm concerned, even if we just got nine more points, say half of that, if we were able for half of those games to finish, we'd be in top we, four. We're still top four. If yeah. we finished all those games, as I think a, a top club should do like a Manchester city, we'd be right behind them in second place. And so to me, uh, another example of missed opportunities. Um, it was the hope that kills you. Cause you know, game days, you can't tell me that we're not going to win. I feel it in my bone. I feel it in my blood and, and, you know, to sit there and just have to accept the final whistle that that's the final result, that that's all that we could give for those 90 plus minutes. Um, I'm disappointed to say the least. 
Uh, I mean, if you look at the aggregate, I guess there's one positive here, right? If you look at the aggregate versus Manchester United, um, what is it, 7-4? So yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's unfortunate. I would have liked these results at opposite times, right? I would have liked to face like, – if you had to face the loss – I would have rather faced it whenever we did beat them 6-1 and then beat and I'd rather win right now because we need the points right now. And yep. so yeah. Is it a meltdown? Is it? That's a genuine question. I, I'm very curious. Is this a meltdown? Is this the end of Jose? Does he get sacked, say, this week before uh the Everton game? Does he get sacked after the Everton game? I saw something someone said to bring in Ledley King. And let him let him coach. And they said the we're gonna win the Carabao, Carabao champs, baby. And so for me, hey, that would be amazing. Um, I'd love to see it, but I'm I, I still can't help but back the manager. I don't know how you feel about it, but I can't help but back the manager until he's no longer our manager. Well, you you look at our chances at at, at a top four finish now, uh, six points behind fourth placed West Ham. Oh my god, that sounds so weird to say fourth place West Ham and them being above us in the premier league table. I'm, I'm still trying to get used to it. Um, six points off of fourth, eight games to go. Right. Um, I've gotten to the point, man, where well, seven I honestly, games. I sorry. Yeah. Seven, seven premier league games. I've gotten to the point, man, where I, I just think it's, it's, you're going to have different managers at the club, um, obviously, but I feel like if you put any manager um, to lead these group of players, I think you're going to get the same sort of results, to be honest. I Until mean, some of these players get out of the club that are ruining the mentality of the dressing room, ruining the vibe, the family atmosphere, yeah. um, when egos start to get in the way, I it's just sad to watch, man, because I remember just a few years ago um, us being one of the most tightly knit groups in the entire entirety of Europe, really. Um, 16, 17 season, 17, 18, 15, 16. You see those teams under Pochettino, the family, the family style environment, um, everyone talking about how close everyone is to each other, uh, basically their family. You just I, I don't get that feeling anymore from the players. And it's unfortunate. You uh I know we talked about it before the pod, but if you guys haven't already, I would highly recommend watching the Sunny interview post match um from Man United. I don't know if I'd highly just, recommend if you want to get depressed and you want to yeah. have a rough, rough rest of your day. Um yeah, that <laughs> my wife was there listening <clears throat> while I was watching that that interview with with young and son and at the very end the the tottenham interviewer said you know i've known you six years and i've never seen you this low yep. and it wasn't even a question he just said it just like to him and i thought that that was kind of strange um and and hyungin's reaction kind of says it all i think he's he's defeated i mean he scored uh, we haven't seen the man smile since and and it's unfortunate. That's my personally. That's my favorite player. Um, he's part yeah, of the. You're a big Sonny fan. Yeah, you can see him back there. That's my guy. Um, I would say Son is my father. So, he's he's the man, and and I hate to see 
him feeling this way. And, and I also did see a video going around about uh, kind of his reaction with, with Jose post game immediately on the field. And it looked like he kind of dodged attention, you know, some might say that there's not much there. We're kind of reading into it as fans, but his body language to me suggested don't touch me, Jose. And I think that's unfortunate. I mean, uh, shall we go over, our, go over our man of the matches of the game? Yeah. You want to go first? Who's your man to. of the match from Man United? I'm going to let you well, go not first. not from Man this. United, but all right. You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let you go All first. right. My man of the match against Man United today. Um, I wanted to, uh, to be honest, man, I want to say uh, Tongi and Dombele, but I think just because he scored and I felt like he he really he handled the ball really well, especially in the midfield, um, cutting inside. And uh, I thought he was a, a bit dangerous on the wing today. I got to give it to Sonny. Um, and I think Lucas and Ndombele are close seconds, but just because Sonny did get the goal, um, I'm going to go with him. Um, you know, I thought he did his part. Other players sadly did not, um, especially that back line, but I'm going to go with Sonny. What about you? Um, this one's tough for me because I think my heart tells me Sonny because he scored and he got the goal. Um, but someone that stood out to me that just continually was giving hell to Manchester United was Pierre Emil Hoybier. So I feel, I feel like I want to say Pierre because he just continually fought, even though, you know, we weren't the best in our own half. I um, think he, he laid it all out there for the badge. And that's something we talk about almost every week is the importance of a guy willing to do such a thing. And, yeah. and to me, that speaks highly. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with Pierre. I'm going to go with Pierre Emile Hoybier. I think he's okay. my man of the match. He just continually was up Manchester's ass, and that's all I could ask for. So still still would have liked to see more from Harry Kane. Um, Lucas Moore, as you've kind of said, he disappears there on the right. And it's, it was blatantly obvious. That's kind of what happened. He had, he had a few bright moments um, where he got the ball. I thought, I actually thought Lucas was good today. I was, I I think he was, like I said earlier, I think he's tied with Ndombele for me for man of the match. This will be our second disagreement here on the pod. I think Lucas Moore did not have a good game. I think, okay. I think yes, he did provide energy, which I think he could have done just as much as Steven Bergvine could have done, and he wasn't even in the 18. Um, in regards to energy, I'm speaking. And I felt like his he had nice touches. He had a nice dribble all through the field right here in the 52nd minute, I think I have. In the 52nd minute, he had a nice dribble, followed by a horrible pass to Hyungman Sung. Yeah, I and, remember he did all. I remember because uh, Arlo White and um, it was and, before the Manchester, it, not Robbie Musto. Uh, but anyways, the commentators were saying how Lucas did the hard part and he basically messed up on the on the easy part. And I, I definitely agree. Um, I can definitely see that, man. But um, honestly, I thought I just thought he he had some good moments in this game. Um, I thought he strung together the midfield very well with Ndombele. Um but let's let's move on to to the real issue here. Right. Um, I feel like it's week after week, man. Same issue, um, different different match, same issue. The back line once again had a rough rough day at the office. Um, especially, I would in my opinion, I would say one of the worst performances from Sergio Regulon for me. Um, Reggie did not have a good game in my opinion. 
Uh, of course, Dyer played. Uh, I just don't, I don't, his, the second half is just baffling to me, man. And then Serge Aurier got caught out of position a few times as well. And once again, Joe Roden was really the one who I think played the best out of the back line. Another match, man, where he's, mm-hmm. I think he is growing as a player. He's maturing as a player through each game that he plays in the Premier League. Um, I thought he was really the only semi-bright spot back there, but it just wasn't a great day all around. Um, there was something the on, from the back line. And and to um, reiterate your own point there, you know, it was a, it was a tough day in the office. Um, yep. I saw a stat out there uh, with Toby. Uh, we were four wins with one loss. And in the same span without Toby, we're one win and four losses or something of the sort. I don't get it, man. I think I don't it was get one it. win, one tie, one uh one loss so i i just want to know what justified the decision of starting dire over alderworld like what what did what did he do he hasn't been performing in in matches recently it must have been something at training or or it was just a tactical decision by jose but in the end man i thought it was a terrible terrible decision why would you not start alderworld in one of the biggest games of the season you know that three points are a must. I, I don't know if if Toby's hurt. I, he could have had a slight knock. He could be coming back from, from a pulled hamstring or whatnot from the international break. I, I don't know. Yeah. But we're not getting any answers from Something, that point of view. And something's it's going just, on again, it's, again, man, Eric Dyer, why, why is he starting today? There was no reason for him to be in the 11 today, in my opinion. Yeah. It is what it is, man. But like, like we already said, the back line was, was absolutely awful today in the second half. Um, obviously giving up those 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 three goals. Uh, Fred Tappen, a Cavani diving header, and then um, a Mason Greenwood finish from a a pretty tight angle, um, if I do say so myself. But um, other bright spots, man, from this match. I know there's not a whole lot, be- just because of I think the impact this result is going to have on the team. Um, I just I really hope it doesn't snowball uh, on us. But we already mentioned um, you know Sonny having a bright game and Dombele. Um, who, who else were your bright spots from this match? Um, Harry Kane was a little quiet today, sadly. He made, he did make some good passes, um, here and there, but other than that, man, he didn't really have too many chances today. Yeah. I thought, um, Harry Kane, Harry Kane went a little invisible there for us today. Um, and these are the games that you want Harry Kane type to step up. You want, you need a Harry Kane type to step up. And I thought, you know, he did have some good team play, um, you know, in the goal that we scored today. It was, um, I think, started by Tongi, went from Kane to Mora, and Mora made a great pass to Sun. So, for me, bright spot, there was some f- positive play when we had Giovanni out there with Tongi on Dombele. I think there was some positives to see with that midfield duo. Um, I thought Aurier did okay um he did have some mistakes and there was a lot of the times it was just paul pogba riding on on Serge's back and yeah i mean i know you asked for a bright spot but this is just something i thought of there was three different occasions uh on a long ball he's just on his back even there's another video i saw on twitter after the game going around where pogba early on uh kind of dropped the elbow to Serge right on the um right there on the touchline it's just like i don't know he was kind of all over him today he he just big manned him it was 
and if I'm not mistaken, Paul Pogba is also a Jose guy and Fred, the man who scored first. Uh, they're, they're both Jose Mourinho guys. And it's just kind of like these Jose Mourinho guys, I think took it, uh, stepped up their game because I think that they like to stick it to, to the old man. And it, uh, they, I think Pogba was a, was a Jose guy at the beginning and middle of, of Jose's tenure at United, but by the end, um, they I think they, fell they out. didn't like it. Yeah, they didn't like each other by the end of of Jose's tenure at United. Yeah, um, and, and I mean I understand. There's a lot of bad blood there, but at the same time, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, he he won that that club some trophies. So I think they yep. should appreciate the man for what he did for him. Uh, I think they're pretty disrespectful. I think the, the also the their manager Ali. Um, I thought he was very disrespectful in his comments towards Youngman's son. Um, I don't want to overstep any lines here but i also felt like almost incited uh the hate from from the fans that we were seeing on social media directed towards young Min son he yep. just said i wouldn't feed my son if he laid on the ground and needed 10 people to pick first of all ollie wasn't there on the field when it happened it didn't happen to ollie ollie didn't do it so to me he's he's weighing in on something he saw from across the field and like you don't know that Hyungman's son didn't get poked in the eye. I'm sorry, you get poked in the eye in 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 professional fighting and mixed martial arts. They're stopping the fight, like they're stopping the fight, and the doctor's going to look at your eye. And I think uh, you watch the replay in slow motion. He gets he gets smacked right there in the eye, right there in the area. And uh, you know it's unfortunate two two games and uh, two times that people have racially abused our players and and. If it's because of a football result, uh, that's quite disappointing. I know this time I don't think it was our fan base exactly. Uh, it, was it was United. Yeah, they were, uh, basically telling Son that he like eats dogs and he's DVDs. Korean, and I saw that. Yeah. <clears throat> and that, that's pretty. That's pretty bad because you know I could sit up. Anyone could sit up and behind their keyboard and say mean things directed towards players, but at the end of the day, like I said last time, these people are human. Um, and I don't think this one will be as hurtful in my opinion, just because, uh, it is a different club's fan base. And so you can, I think as a professional, they could easily more easily write that off as like, Hey, this is just shitheads from another club, like whatever. But if I think, it's, uh, if it's I th from our own club that they're doing that, I think it's different. I think, uh, Tottenham is going to go on a social media boycott. To be I, honest. I would support it to be completely honest. I saw Me the too. Swansea did that. Um, yep. Because enough is enough, I'm man. At the end of the day, it's 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 the 21st century. This kind of stuff definitely doesn't need to be happening in our world anymore, man. It's it's ridiculous. If they can ban your Twitter in 30 minutes for copyright infringement of a video, they can ban your Twitter for saying hateful, racist things to anybody, uh, sure. you know, professionals and just regular people. I think. Um, man this shit's annoying it's enough is enough like let's just talk about football i want to talk about football i don't want to talk about how this man's getting abused you know what i mean well if you want to talk about football we can move on to the next uh sad subject of of recent news that came out earlier last week um that um it was based on an athletic article released by i believe jack pitbrook and and their team over there in the athletic uk but they uh, reported that Harry Kane would definitely be looking elsewhere other than Spurs if if we don't secure Champions League football by the end of the year. And Jacob, it's 
it is what it is. I mean, there's no pretty way to put it. Um, he's fed up. Kane's fed up with the results that have been, I think, happening recently and sick of the results that, that happen in big games throughout the years since he's been um, the starting striker at Tottenham. For me personally, man, um, Harry Kane will probably forever and always be my favorite player of all time. Um, he's definitely one of the players who helped me fall in love with the game of soccer. Um, I became a Tottenham fan in 2014 um, when he was first emerging in, in the Europa League and FA Cup games and slowly breaking his way into the starting 11. What number was he wearing? Number 38, the OG. Hey. <laughs> number That's 38. Cool. And then, um, or was cool. it 37? I believe it was 37 and then 18 was when he, uh, it, that was the 14-15 season. Um, that was the year where he scored two against Chelsea, I believe, um, on New Year's Day. And then, you know, obviously seeing him win the Golden Boot in, what, 17-18. And then... In 2021. The, and then win the Golden golden Boot in at the World Cup in 2018 as well. And in 2021. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, I keep saying it until you, <laughs> until you stop me. He's going to win that. Come on. Um, Come on, Harry. But look, man, at the end of the day, the the type of player that he's become, world-class striker, best striker in the Premier League by far. Yeah. He deserves to win trophies, man. He, he really does. He doesn't deserve this. And in my opinion, if he if he chooses to leave, it's it's justified because he has stayed for, in my opinion, far too long and has dealt with the mediocrity and and don't get me wrong he's he hasn't shown up in some of the big games that we've played as well um didn't show yeah. up in the champions league final didn't show up in the capital one cup in 20 what 16 against chelsea didn't show up um, versus manchester hey, but United. you know what it, it is what it is at the end of the day what, what were your initial thoughts uh when that news came out about harry kane i try not to dive too much into transfer this transfer that before transfer windows are open um, I think because for me, I'm an emotional guy when it comes to sports. So if I read too much into something, it can, it could make me excited. It can make me sad. It could scare me It's one of those things yeah. you read. And I think as any Tottenham fan, you're like kind of scared. Um, but I do agree. Hey, this is a full grown man. Like let the man go where he wants to go. If he thinks, uh, he's better served going elsewhere then hats off to the man he's done great things for the club and i think he'll go down as a club legend uh me personally i would love to see him stay i'd prefer it if he stayed um i think if he were to stay and we were to win trophies you know it'd be a different story but it doesn't look like champions league football is happening for us next year uh does that mean he's not going to be with us next year can a team even pay the harry kane fee does Harry that's, Kane? That's that going to be my next point. I mean, if you're a team, do you spend 100? What I saw 140 million pounds, 125 to 140 million. That's what I saw. And he's 27, had some ankle issues. Yep. I think, I think it's a high risk for a lot of teams. And I think, uh, if COVID wasn't a factor, if, if that didn't affect clubs' finances, I would say more than likely he's gone. I think he stays. I think he plays for Tottenham next year. That's just my opinion. Um, I agree. I agree. Just because I don't, one, I don't think anyone can afford him besides yeah. your Barcelona's, your Real Madrid's, your PSG's, maybe City. They said they wouldn't pay for Holland, so I doubt they'd pay for Harry Kane. Um, but yeah, I just don't think there's a market for him right now because hey, we'll of how City much Harry Daniel Levy will demand. 
Oh yeah, I'll still, I'll still hear you wings in a heartbeat. <laughs> they still want to, they still want to buy them. Come on, baby. Come um, on. but yeah, man, I just, I would be, I would be furious at the club if he ever left. Um, I think, especially if we don't win a trophy with him, just because I just feel like we, one, we wasted some of the best years of our club's history, in my opinion, some of the most exciting and emotional years of our club's history. Um, and seeing, in my opinion, the greatest player to ever wear the shirt, um, plain and simple. He's going to smash. If he stays in the Premier League, he, he's going to break Alan Shearer's record of the most goals in the Premier League. He's going to uh, shatter Bill Nicholson's record of most goals at the club. Like he, This man already has the most goals in the North London Derby history. He's he's in my opinion he's the, he's going to be the best player at the end of the day, at the end of the day at the end of his career he's going to be the best player in club history plain and simple oh. and to see him walk away is going to hurt me deeply but um well, can't dwell on it too buddy. much man yeah thank you. you I appreciate it yeah. can't dwell on it too much though because we do have a match this Friday against Everton it's Everton away and uh, we know what happened the last time we played Everton first game first match of the season um, back when Deli Alley was still starting in the eleven. Um, what was it? A one nil home home loss against uh, Everton. First game of the season, like I said. Pathetic. But but Jacob, it's a big game, man. Um, definitely need a bounce back win after that United performance. But um, what what are your thoughts heading into the match on Friday? Uh, I'm trying to not get my hopes up. I'm trying to not think too much about it. Everton's. I think they have two games in hand on us, and they're two they points do. behind us. They only played not- 29 games, bro. It's just not looking great. But if I'm not mistaken, they're still in the FA Cup. So maybe their heads are elsewhere. That's all I could hope for, I guess. And I think we're kind of hoping the same thing with Manchester City um, for the Carabao Cup. But uh, And, yeah, I I even forgot the FA Cup, man. They've beat us twice this year. Not only in the Premier League, they knocked us out of the FA Cup, too. That game was a heartbreaker for sure. Um, Yeah, you know, after the first loss and, and I thought we had a good response to them um in the fa cup loss but in the end it just didn't work out it was a fabulous game it was highly enjoyable exciting um up until the final result um but i I don't have too too high of hopes i think jose is going to try to get whatever response he can um that says if he's still with the club at that time um man you're really leaning on this on this prediction that he might get sacked this week i'm just i I guess hey maybe i was on too much social media moping and gloping about the loss and reading into what people are saying and yeah it just seems to be the mood i don't want to see it i don't think the club's gonna do it um that's where i stand but if it does happen if it does um fuck it ledley king let's go (laughs) i'll i'll ride with ledley I'm also next man up, you know, I support the manager while he's here. If we have someone next year, if we have Jose next year, I'm going to support him either way. I think, I think there's something in that locker room, just toxic. It, it's the whole lot is spoiled. You know what I mean? I, uh, I think if he gets sacked, he's not going to get sacked until the summer, in my opinion, um, yeah, I agree. Just because I yeah. think um, hopefully they have uh, Julian Nagelsmann of RB Leipzig leipzig um lined up as his replacement that's that's who i would want to to manage spurge next but uh, i have a feeling jacob you already know who who ideally i want to be a uh the spurs manager and sadly he's he's now coaching at psg but um i, I hey. hinted at it earlier in the pod man 
At least we I got someone it's... to watch in the Champions League, right? For real, yeah. At least we have a team to root for because you want to um, see it. It's we mentioned already, man. Like it's just the the locker rooms divided. There's not the family atmosphere anymore. At least not not to me. Um, it is what it is. I think we're just gonna have to ride out the rest of the season, hope for the best, and then reevaluate in the summer. That's really all I can say, man. Um, Premier League standings update. We're in seventh place, like we already said, six points off to the top four. Everton's right behind us with two games in hand. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. This is just me. I think we need to win out for the rest of the season in order to even have a chance at top four. Uh, yeah. We can't leave it to chance that we need to win know, the out Lester's and, we need and the West Ham's. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't rely on other teams dropping points. They've we've had to rely on that before in the past, and it hasn't worked out in our favor. It didn't work out against Leicester in the league in 2015-16. It didn't work for us in the league against Chelsea in 2016-17. So. There's, there's no need to, to rely on other teams dropping points. We got to focus on what we need to focus on. But um, it's pretty simple, man. When or we're not going to have Champions League football next season. And right now, we're not even in a position to, to make the Europa League either. So it is what it is, man. But uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up the pod? Um, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm slowly letting go of my grasp of top four hopes. I think... And I think it's okay. You know, we all want Champions League football, but how, how would we have done in Champions League football this season? You know, I think about we would that. have lost in the group stage. Well, I mean, we could we could talk about that maybe. all day, but my point being that I don't even know if we have a squad ready for Champions League football. That I mean, yes, we want to see it, but to me, I want to see it because I believe we're gonna win it. You know what I'm saying? And I felt that way about Europa this year, but obviously nope. I was wrong. And I have to accept that. So I think, I think Tottenham has just uh, slowly gotten me to digest this more and more because, I mean, as you said, we're six points off top four right now. Everton's got two games in hand and they're two points behind us. They could sneak up, take top four at any moment. We play them next. It's not looking good. Uh, so I think I'm just going to continue to hope for uh, three points every game. Um, I look forward to the Carabao Cup. I think that's one positive. We saw that uh, Manchester City is not unbeatable. I, You're right. Bloody Leeds. Hey, they they came Mama. and gave it to them. Stuart Dallas repping the Dallas. I appreciate <laughs> it. So, like, that, that was an exciting game at 5 a.m. 5 in the morning. But, um, you know, the positive I have to take is we, gotta, we can still win some silverware. We're not completely out of top four. Maybe we should get more acclimated and just, come to the realization that we might not make top four. Um, and that's, I think that's okay. Cause next year, you know what that means? We can focus more on the premier league itself. Um, yep. And I think that that would be bigger for what we're wanting. I think we just got worn out there. We had too many competitions to play and we started dropping points in premier league. And then we started dropping results and all these other competitions. And now we are where we are. And that's all you can do is pick up the pieces and move on from where we are. So um and it starts on Friday at Everton away. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to the United Spurs of America podcast. Please follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you are interested in joining our Patreon, Patreon, excuse me, please consider supporting us. Any amount would be greatly, greatly appreciated. We're also looking for people to engage with us on our Twitter page. So if you have any comments or questions that you'd like us to go over on the pod, um, definitely give us a shout and let us know. Um, as always, 
up the lads and come on you Spurs for Jacob Ball Raven. I'm Michael Ramirez. Come and we'll on, talk to you, you after Spurs. the oh. Everton match on Friday. We'll see you later, guys. Up the lads. Coys, like I said, we'll see you after Everton. Have a good night. See you.